to be here. So great to be here um, and meet you all. Um, I've been here a few other times, but uh, I haven't been here on a Sunday morning. So this is my first time and I feel really welcome. You guys had just a lovely, lovely time. We've really been blessed by it so far. So um, it's Mother's Day. Yay, so I get to come and do some mother stuff. How fun is that? <laughs> um, you know, when I was a, a little girl, I grew up in the church in the 1970s, when we had all those wonderful scripture and song. Who was in the church in the 1970s? All those wonderful, wonderful scripture and song. I don't know whether you remember a song that, I'm not going to sing it for you, but it goes all over the world. The Spirit is moving all over the world as the prophets said it would be. All over the world, there's a mighty revelation of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So when, you know, when you're a little kid and you sing songs, sometimes you don't quite get all of the words and you make up some other random thing. Yeah? And so um, what I thought it was, was all over the world, the Spirit is moving. All over the world, as the prophet said it would be, which is all, all right, yeah. All over the world, there's a mighty in the paper of the glory of the, of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. A mighty in the paper? The word is actually a mighty revelation. And I, I just know, I just know that as a church, God's doing something really amazing with you guys right now. And the things that he's doing, the things that he's moving by his spirit will be a mighty in the paper for Rangiora, it will be mighty things that people will see and they'll write about and they'll talk about. But actually the thing that they'll get from it is a mighty revelation of God, of who Jesus is. So I just wanted to encourage you with that, that, that God has heaps more for you of a mighty in the paper. How great is that? <laughs> so um, did I say I'm happy to be here? Well, I am. I am. I'm really happy to be here <laughs> and um, to be here with my awesome family. I'm married to Rory and we have three beautiful daughters. They're all my favourites. Um, Adelaide is my favourite 17-year-old and she's in her last year at school at Middleton Grange. And Nevi is my favourite 15-year-old, but almost 16. Nevi loves birthdays, and her birthday's in June. And so pretty much from July, she starts talking about her birthday's going to be soon. It's too far. It's too long. I have to wait too long for it. But it's finally coming up in June. So um, she's going to be 16. And then Emily is our youngest daughter, and she's 12 years old. And so I'm really, really proud of them. I love them so much. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> I know every person in this room has something in common, that you all have a mother. Your mother may not be with you, um, but you did have a mother at some stage. Absolutely everyone has had a mother. And I know for some of those relationships, they've gone ultra super awesome. And for some of those relationships, they have been one of the hardest things of your entire life. Um, so I just wanted to acknowledge that for a start, <laughs> that you all have that in common. And even though this is Mother's Day, you know, the guys that come along to the Mother's Day service, you know, you actually are a child of God. And the things that he has to say to you today are about being his child and about love. Just wanted to share with you, first of all, the things that a mother says to her child. 
um, this is what her heart says. Um, so I just encourage you to don't sit there hard-hearted. <laughs> Open your heart, okay? <laughs> you were a long way away from God, but Jesus has brought you close to him. And so this is the point where you just open your heart and receive what God has for you. So I just read these things. You are loved. You are accepted. You are secure. You can grow. doesn't matter what your circumstances are. You can still grow up in God. You belong. You are valuable. You have a future. Your life is for something. And there's still more yet to come. You can do it, and I believe in you. I just pray. (laughs) Jesus, we thank you that you're here. We thank you that you're bringing each person closer right now to Father God. Right now, we just agree with those words. And know, God, that you're speaking them over each person right now. That even though they might feel as if they've been far away and they're not loved and they're not seen, Actually, you see everything and you love them. And you are making a place for each person to grow up in you, to be the awesome, awesomest person that you've created them to be. So Holy Spirit, we invite you here that you'd cause a mighty revelation of the glory of the Lord in this meeting. Just release healing and freedom right now. And a place for you to do your work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So God is love. 1 John 4.16 says, We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God. And God lives in them. So amazing, isn't it? It's actually what we've been brought into is a place of love. So being a mother is actually a real thing. Not only <laughs> do you have a, you know, children, but you, you actually do something. In fact, you do quite a lot, as we saw from that um, video earlier, earlier on. It isn't just about doing all that stuff. Actually, being a mother is about creating an environment where stuff can happen. Without a right environment for something to happen, nothing can happen. And even though for women, you know, it's, it's not a specific thing. It's not like I do this and this and this and this. We actually do do all those things. But it's not those specific things. It's what all of those things together cre- create. And that is a place where love can be and people can grow. <laughs> now, it's even seen in our bodies. You know, our body is a place where a whole new life can grow. How amazing is that? Yeah? That's actually what our whole life is. It's to create a place where people can grow. (laughs) We communicate this environment through our connection with people. And this is the hardest thing and, and the most wonderful thing and the thing that ties us all up in knots and the thing we have difficulty with, but the thing we absolutely love the most is about connection. We can create a place in our life where people can be reconciled back to God. And that's the job for each one of us. Whether you're a mum or whether you're not, whether you'll never be a mum, because some of you are guys, so you will never be a mum. But 
all, every single person is created to reconcile people back to him. 2 Corinthians 5.18 says this, God has given us this task of reconciling people back to him. That's what we're doing in the whole big deal. Okay, everyone's doing specific little things, but everyone in the big picture is reconciling people back to God, reconciling them back to relationship with him, reconciling people back to the call and the gifts that are on their life, the, the future and the purpose, the place that God's got, reconciling them to their future. Now, these are the things that we give um, when we raise people up. <laughs> Jesus prayed for each one of you that you'd be able to do this. And in John 17, 20, this is his prayer. Well, it's actually very long, but I'm just going to read a little bit. Um, that all of them may be one Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they be brought into complete unity to let the world know that you have loved them even as you have loved me. Oh, it's quite challenging, isn't it? <laughs> but it's awesome. You know, this world talks, us, talks to us about being something, do something with your life. Um, but as mothers, as parents, what we're actually building is we're building our children into something. That's not making them a standout person who is going to be awesome and famous, although obviously all of my children are going to be that, but <laughs> and all of you are, but actually building them into something. Okay, as opposed to being a standout, building you into something, actually building them into something. I'll kind of show you what I mean, hopefully. Being reconciled and brought into God's family is about being built into something. Each person being woven into a beautiful tapestry that when you look at it up close, you think, what the? But when you look at it far away, it actually displays the perfect majesty of God and who Jesus is. And so we are creating an environment where each person can be woven into something, can be built into something to become something together. You know, it isn't about what one person can do. It's actually about what we're all able to do when we come together. Each person being awesome, but all standing together to make something amazing. <laughs> it's kind of like, um, you know, time with Jesus for you, you know, when, when you lay everything out and you just come close to Jesus, come close to God and he'll come close to you, Jesus comes really close and it's like he lifts you up and brings you in a dance with him. You're dancing around, it's just you and him. You're just focused on him. And then as time goes on, you realize that actually it's not just you and him. There's actually all these other people that are dancing with him as well. That's Jesus, how amazing is that? <laughs> and you're all part of this big dance. I kind of had visions of kind of like, turning from a waltz into a big kind of like line dance when you realize everyone's there. But, but that's what it means to be built into something. It's three awesome pictures in the word that talk to us about this. The first one is stones. And it's from um, 1 Peter 2.5. You, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. Each one of you, you know, is, is unique and different, and each one of you, you know, has clear boundaries. You're, you're actually you, but you are built close with other stones to become the temple of God, a place that God can fill. And this kind of relationship, you know, one stone 
can't kind of get grumpy with the other stone and put some distance between you. Or maybe that's what windows and doors are. But, um, you, you know, stones in a house, you, you're up close. Yeah, you can see everything. <laughs> some bits are good. Some bits you go, that stone. How can they even be a stone? They're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. You know, sometimes you're so consumed with what other people are doing and how stony they are or I don't know. You know, they, actually, the whole thing about it is that you j- just get to be you. You just get to worship God, but you get to do that close with other people. So you don't lose who you are. You know, this is one of the things that's tough for us as mums because a lot of the time we're giving out. We're noticing a lot of needs. We can see just about everything that's happening and we know what needs to happen with each person, where they need to be, where everything is in the entire house. You know, people look for something and they go, where is it? Go, it's, it's the air. And they go, no, it's not. Come in with your mother eyes and you see it. You know, you, you know where stuff is as a mum most of the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, just lost what I was going to say. <laughs> you know where everything is. You can see what's happening. But you actually are part of something that is bigger with your kids. The next picture I want to have a look at is branches in a vine. In Romans eleven seventeen, you've been grafted into a vine. Each one of you are part of that. Um, and in John fifteen fifteen, I'm the vine and you are the branches. Remain in me and you'll bear much fruit. Don't get chopped off and be off by yourself. You've actually got to remain in it. And that's the picture of us. Oh, I actually remember what I was going to say. <laughs> and that's that mothers are always looking out for other people's needs. And in that, you can lose yourself. You lose what you need, and you lose how important you are. You even forget that you have any needs at all. Yeah? You get like, I don't know, when it was little and my kids were in nappies, you feel like you get kind of like sucked into the nappy bucket, or, I don't know, like lost with all the Lego on the floor, or, you, you know, you, you, it's easy to feel like you're lost and your life really isn't worth anything because you're just pouring into others all of the time yeah but God actually knows where you are when you are lost and even though you're a mum you're also a child of his and the things that you're doing for your child your mother is also doing for you your your father in heaven the mother heart of father God is also doing for you So another picture, a temple where God lives, 1 Corinthians 3.16. Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you? Each one of you, you're all citizens, you're members of God's family, you're joined together in him to become a holy temple for the Lord. Now each one of you, as you leave this place today, will go out into all the different places of this community and you will carry the light of Jesus and the love of him to that place. Um, just as we were praying and, and worship today, I just remember this story. Oh, I hope I don't cry too much, but um, it stuck with me. It's something I hadn't thought about for lots of years, um, and it happened when I was 17. I had a job as a nurse aide after school, and I used to look after all of these elderly people and give them their dinner, get them ready for bed into bed and I remember this one lady called Eileen, a lovely Catholic lady, she was in bed most of the time um, and she pleaded with me 
Sister, she'd call me. Sister, sister, you have to give me something to sleep. And I'm like a 17-year-old just kind of like, changing the bedpan and getting you ready for bed and trying not to mix the false teeth up and stuff. And, and, and I said, I don't have anything. I don't have anything to give you to sleep. And she says, oh, come on, you have to. I need to go to sleep. And I said, okay, I'll sing you a lullaby. And I remember this moment. It really stuck out to me because I just sang her this beautiful love lullaby. And she just absolutely started crying. And it was amazing, and there was you know, some other people in the room as well, and you, know, you could really feel the presence of God. God was doing something, and just to hear Eileen talk to God and say, you know, here I am, I love you. She talked to her mum, you know, mum was probably dead ages ago, she was really old, so um, she talked to her mum, she talked to her dad, she said, I'm home with you. And um, it stuck in my mind because at that moment, I thought, oh, here I am just like a 17-year-old in this. I don't even know what I'm doing, <laughs> but I'm just singing, and something happened. And um, just as I was preparing for all of this, it reminded me that that actually is what we do. We create places where the presence of God can come. And we don't have to do anything at all. You know, you might not. I mean, one of the nurses at the end turned to me, and she said, you do realize what she was asking you, don't you? And I said, to sing a lullaby? <laughs> she said she, she, she wants the medication she wants to end her life she asks us this every day and I said well I'll just sing to her every time I come <laughs> it'll be good, it'll all be good it just blessed everyone <laughs> so I just wanted to encourage you that wherever you are actually God is using you to create a place where people can experience him and can experience life So, as mothers, we're building a place so people can be raised up, so they can be built into something. But they're built into something for a purpose. It's not so we can all sit around and hug and sing kumbaya. It's actually so that we can do something. Every one of you has something that God has for you to do, but he wants for you to do that with him, close to him main thing that everyone's doing is to lift Jesus up. In Romans 11.36, it says, For everything comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever. So whatever you're doing, you're raising Jesus up. Because when he's raised up, he'll draw every single person to him. You're reconciling people back to God. God's given us this task of reconciling people. And the third thing you're doing is you're displaying the wisdom of God. You're not just displaying it to the people who can see. You're displaying it to all the heavenly realms. And the way that we display this is through using the wisdom of God. In Ephesians 3 it says, His purpose was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. So wherever you are, God will give you his wisdom, his way of doing things, his way of seeing things, his way of treating people, his way of making decisions. You know, even when you, you I mean, most of life you think, what am I doing? <laughs> I don't even know what to do right now. Um, but if you just get close to God, come close to God and he'll come close to you. If you open your heart to him, 
and be filled with him, then he will give you his wisdom. That is one of his spiritual gifts. He will give you his wisdom and you will be able to make decisions that are wise decisions. And these decisions, this way of thinking, this way of living, will show all of the rulers, you know, all in the, in the, in the spiritual realm. The enemy and all of his lot will see the wisdom of God because they don't have it. You may be in a situation where things are coming against you, but you can pray and ask God for his wisdom and then show the enemy actually the glory of God. Yeah? And everyone else will see. Everyone will see. And you you know, you're you're building the temple of God, even you, out wherever you go when you leave this place and your home or workplaces and community. I want you to imagine, you know, there's, I know for you and for me, there's areas of our life where we just feel like a dead. We've worked on them hard. We don't even know what we're doing with them anymore. Dreams that you put on a shelf, things that you just don't know. You know, it's like a dead stump. And um, the truth of Jesus is that he brings life to dead things. And so as he comes into your life, he'll bring things that were dead to life. And as you and Jesus go out into this world, you'll bring things that were dead to life. I just want to read you from Isaiah 11. It's titled A Green Shoot from Jesse's Stump. Um, Roy and me read this during the week and we laughed quite a lot because we used to have jobs that we were managing a lot of people and doing head knowledge and people stuff. And now we're actually just working, uh, renovating houses together every day. Every day we put our painting clothes on and our work boots on and we had a bit of a laugh, you'll see as I read this. <laughs> a green shoot will sprout from Jesse's stump. From his roots, a budding branch, the life-giving spirit of God will hover over him, the spirit that brings wisdom and understanding, the spirit that gives direction and builds strength, the spirit that instills knowledge and the fear of God. Fear of God will be his joy and delight. He won't judge by appearances. He won't decide on the basis of hearsay. He'll judge the needy by what is right and render decisions on earth's poor with justice. His words will bring everyone to awed attention. A mere breath from his lips will topple the wicked. Each morning he'll put on sturdy work clothes and boots and build righteousness and faithfulness in the land. And that's what Jesus does from dead things. You know, he... He was, he is the green shoot. He actually is bringing life. You know, the Spirit of God is hovering over him and hovering over this world. And, and us, as we grow up in Jesus, we're becoming like this. You will be able to be a green shoot from, you know, a green shoot will come from dead things in your life. And you'll be able to go places and bring the life-giving Spirit of God You'll be able to give direction and build strength into people. You won't judge people by appearances. You won't look at how the world looks at it, but you'll look at it from God's perspective with Jesus with you. You can make decisions on the poor and the areas of need and injustice on this world. You know, Jesus is, is going to set all that right. He is setting it right. And each morning you'll put on sturdy work clothes and boots praise God, (laughs) and build righteousness and faithfulness in the land. That's the things that you do and the things that you say. Everyday things are building righteousness and they're building faithfulness in the land. 
so um, woman, each woman here, you were created for a purpose. Actually, all you guys were as well. Okay, but I especially want to say it to you women. You actually were created for a purpose. And you may feel as if you're lost part of the time, but actually God knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly what he's doing in your life. These meeting places that we create is like the tent of meeting. You know the tent of meeting in the Old Testament? They set up and they carried around where people met with God. You know, now we live in this new covenant. We are the place of meeting. We are like a tent. You know, maybe we could get some tents and cut some holes on the top and stick our heads out and we could just walk around as a tent of meeting. Well, don't do that because it's kind of weird. But <laughs> if you think about what that kind of feels like, it means that every time you come to us into close to another person and into anywhere, they're actually part of this tent of meeting. They actually enter into it. They may be really far away from God, but if you come closer, then God's a whole lot closer just right then. You know, it's the Holy Spirit that's drawing people by his power and you can set up these tents of meeting. You know, your life will be a tent of meeting, a place where heaven meets earth and a place where darkness meets light, a place where the lost get found and where hunger meets food, yeah. <laughs> where death meets life, where mourning meets joy, where sickness meets health, and a place where rejection meets acceptance. So many places that this tent of meeting, this is what it is. Um, so I just wanted to encourage you, spread out and think big. Sing, barren woman who has never had a baby. Fill the air with song. You have never experienced childbirth. You're ending up with far more children than those of childbearing women. God says so. Clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large. Spread out. Think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. You're going to take over whole nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. You're not, uh, don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. There may be areas where there is no new life in your life, but God says he will bring new life, and it will be a new birth and it will create something that needs, and that is the power of God and that can be filled. And as you're creating this tent, as you're being built into it and others are being built into it, we're all creating something that the power of God can come and fill. And so we're discipling people to their full potential. That's what we're doing, discipling people in our family, growing them up to their full potential creating a place where they can be all that God's created them to be. I'll just tell you one more thing, story about uh, a place where God is challenging me with this at the moment is with some pediatricians at the hospital. I have the wonderful privilege of going to the hospital many times a year, <laughs> um, uh, especially with two of my daughters and um, Emily, my youngest daughter, has, uh, is anaphylactic to dairy, nut and egg. So whenever she has those things, it doesn't go well for her. Um, so we get to go to the hospital a lot and she has a lot of different specialists and 
just um, getting to know those pediatricians and discipling them into the purposes that God has for them. This has been one of the biggest challenges of my life because everything to do with hospital brings up fear. Okay? <laughs> it brings up fear, but I go, actually, perfect love casts out all fear. And God, you must have me coming to this hospital every few months and meeting these same people for a reason. You know, when we go into the emergency room, you know, it's full on in there, and I know Emily's working hard, and I'm praying, <laughs> but I know that God can use me in that moment. I know that he can. And getting to know the staff at the hospital, I've been talking to them about how they can empower people to live. And this is a tough thing, you know, because when you can't breathe, everything to do with that is fear. Yeah? And so this is, this is something that we're working with Emily on, you know, how actually can you trust in God and be empowered to live in a moment where you feel fear? But this is what we can do with every, every situation and every person we meet. And rather than having people live in fear, oh no, this is not going to go well, we can turn the situation around, make this a tent of meeting, make the hospital room, make the, you know, the ambulance room, make wherever you are the tent of meeting where life can meet death. Yeah? And we can disciple people into their truest identity of who God's created them to be and raise them up and they can fulfill the things that God's called them to do. As your children grow up, you can't be with them every day, even though you might like to. Well, sometimes you might not like to either, but um, <laughs> you've got to trust that they're going to grow up and they're going to be awesome and they're going to do it. You're empowering them to live an awesome life. You're setting a foundation of love in them. I just love this here, established in love. You're establishing them in love so that wherever they go, they always have that foundation. They know the truth of Jesus. And... Um, you're empowering them to be all that God's created them to be. And that's what God's doing to each one of you. You know, that's why he's given you his Holy Spirit, to empower you to be all that God's created you to be and do all that God's created you to do. That's what we're doing as leaders, as mothers, as parents. We're raising people up and we're empowering them to do the things that God's called them to do. So I just want to pray for some people as we finish. Um, uh, I know God's been talking to people just as we've been speaking and I know he's been softening your heart towards him and I just wanted to pray first of all for anyone who wants to receive the love of God in a way they haven't experienced before oh. <laughs> that's great <laughs> It is an emergency. You haven't got much time. <laughs> I know Jesus is coming close. Um, I especially just wanted to pray for anyone who feels like they're lost with the Lego <laughs> in their home. <laughs> you know, this might be especially mums. You can't even remember who you are or what you're doing. You're kind of all tired and you're just doing <laughs> I just wanted to pray for anyone who feels in that situation right now. And I just thought this could be a time of responding together as a family. And so I know that might be kind of tricky for some people, but I just, you know, anyone who feels like they're, they're lost and they don't even know where they are, God knows exactly where you are. I just encourage those people just um, 
to respond right now. You can respond by standing up. You can respond by just sitting there and opening your heart. You can respond by raising your hands. Um, If you are responding, you might want to tell someone next to you, hey, what I'm doing now might not look anything, but I'm responding. (laughs) Because um, we want to share with you and let you know that God knows who you are and where you are. Jesus, I thank you that you don't miss anything. You don't miss anyone or overlook anyone. But you can find each person now. So I just pray for those people who can't even remember who they are. Just um, lost and far away from you. Who know you in one way but don't know you in another. Pray, Jesus, that you just come close to them right now. Thank you that you're able to open up doors of fear in their life. Just thank you that you're able to speak to fear and speak to us and say, Don't be afraid. Thank you, Jesus, that you're coming and pouring out your perfect love right now over these people. Thank you that you're telling them that it's all okay, that they're loved and they're accepted, that they're valuable, that they're important, that they're part of what it is that you're doing, God. Holy Spirit, I ask that you come and you fill each of these people now. Thank you that you empower them and you raise them up, not only to be close to you, but to be instrumental in your work of reconciling this whole world back into being your body. Thank you, Jesus, that you know each one. Your power is in each one right now. Next, I just want to pray for some women, and I want to pray for freedom. Freedom to be who God's called you to be. To not be held by um, any... (laughs) By things, chains that would hold you back. By walls that would keep you out. But to be... But to live as a free woman. I just wonder for those women, I know this is big. I just really believe that God is speaking to some of you and I... I wonder if you could stand up. Those women that want to be free. I just wonder if you could stand up. Declare freedom in this place. Thank you, Jesus, that each of these women stands on a foundation of love. There isn't anything they can do to make you turn away from them, reject them. Thank you that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because the spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. So right now I just break condemnation off their lives. Enemy, you have no place and no right to condemn any of these ones. Holy Spirit, I ask that you come and you fill each one. 
Thank you that you're pouring out love and showing them how to be loved and how to love. Thank you that you're coming and you're showing them the steps of freedom. Thank you that you're coming and doing a work that no person can do. Jesus, you're the king of victory. So right now, just release our victory song over each of these women, that even in a place of uh, darkness and captivity, that you would release a freedom song from their heart and they would know that they're free. Thank you that you've called them for freedom. You've called them to take that to places all around this world, God. Just wonder if everyone might just stand up as we respond to God together. I thank you, God, for each of these wonderful, wonderful people. Thank you that you know each one. Thank you that you love each one. And I thank you that you've called each one for a bigger purpose. So right now in this place, I just call out that bigger purpose to impact and influence a world, to raise up Jesus, to show people what love looks like, what it feels like, to create a place of meeting where people can meet you. Thank you, Lord God, that you've called each one of these people to go to all the different places around this whole community. Thank you that each one of them is a tent of meeting, a place where people can meet with you and experience you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're coming and empowering each person with the wisdom of God. Thank you that they have nothing to fear when they don't even know what they're doing. They can just stand on your love and listen to what you have to say. We just pray for Rangiora. Thank you that you've called each one of these people to live here and to minister here. Thank you that you're knitting them together to become a whole building that you can fill. The whole of Rangiora will be a place, Jesus, that you will fill by the power of your Spirit. We just by faith extend just this picture of your whole church over this whole region and city. Cover and protect those people who are far away from you and bring each person to the full knowledge of you as Jesus. Jesus, we lift you up as Lord, King. We thank you that you'll draw each person to you. Thank you for your love and your freedom.